All right, let's start. Let's start with Kayach, with excitement. Who had the Motzei Shabbos blues last night? Anyone had? I had it hard. Who said that? I had it hard. <laughs> because I had the baby in the house and I was like, why isn't the world perfect yet? And I was like, oh my God. It, hit, it, hit, it came on hard. The MSBs came on hard. Huh? It just, just chucked out with Chavez? We got to do something about it. We got to figure out how to keep that. Like have a communal Love MSBs. Uh, huh? Yeah, we have to have Love Malkas all the time. It's not like uh, when we get our acts together. It's got to be all the time. Okay, anyway, the learning today, we need We need to learn. However strong we're learning for his refuah till now, and davening for his refuah till now, we need to up the, the, the tefillahs like mad, like mad for Shlomo David ben Pnina. We've got to up it like 50 million miles uh, higher and stronger. Oi, <coughs> Shlomo David ben Pnina. All right. I looked into the translation. I don't know if you've ever seen, there's a guy that he's Chevrusas with Eli Stone. Uh, as he, he, he was here actually yesterday from Mincha. He's a short guy. He comes here, he, he walks his dog sometimes also in this area. Um, I see him every single day because he, he does some kind of pick up at one of my children's guns. And um, I, I couldn't believe that he's the person that actually translated. Huh? He's, he's the translator for Ruff Weinberger's Aura Satchuva. He does the, he does the, the, all those, he wrote all those books, the Kutit Filas. But then I saw, his name is, his name is Yaakov David Shalman. He does, he did the translation for this too. He did the translation for a book on the Rambam, the, the uh, Shmuel Hanavi. I saw his webpage, webpage last night. He has tons of translations of, of books. Anyway, he's right here. I know. You'd Sounds never, like you know what I'm talking about? I see him every day. Yeah. He, he's walking down. I'm yeah. walking yeah. dog. He's walking down. <laughs> Rain shines. No matter yeah. what the weather is, this dude is. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. House. He goes to Jack at 7.30. Right. Oh, right, right. And he goes right. someplace right. else. And he goes someplace right. else. And he goes someplace else. And he picks up the kids with a gun. And he hangs out he's outside a, the park with them. He goes to the park. He's a circuit rider. He's the circuit rider. Yeah. He's so modest. It's it's not even like he. It's like some people have to work. You see, like they're trying hard to be enough, right? So they're working really hard. And you can say, wow, they really conquered uh-huh. their. Makes sense who he's hanging out with. Right. Exactly. <laughs> some, 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 exactly. So I looked into his. I looked into his um, translation. Of he translated this whole book as well about twenty five years ago. Uh, sorry, B'nai Machshavatova. Right. What we're learning. So I wanted to figure out one thing, one word that he, he keeps on saying over here. And I'm pretty shocked and surprised for in a good way as to uh, the word that he uses for to be b'nei machshava tova, to have good thoughts. He doesn't say there to have positive thoughts. He uses the word that today everyone's using. And I use it a lot because I'm very influenced by this school of thought now, and that's called mindfulness. He uses mind, he said this Years ago, when he translated this piece, he's using the word mindfulness. Mindfulness. So, I don't know if you remember, but last time we learned this, we were in that corner, and we began, like, the tachlis work of what we're supposed to be doing now, and we were talking about stretching positive thoughts to last longer than just the moments that you have during shachars, or to get back to that place <coughs> of Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, where you're in that ex- ecstatic place of, of consciousness, for that to not just be a Yom Kippur event. 
So mindfulness. What does that mean now? To have a mind mindfulness. Let's try to translate that into the program. To have intention with your thoughts, right? You have to put yourself in, into the, the, the reality uh, of what, what we're all here to do. Right? You need to, but you need to or focus. Or I would say into the, into the imagination of what we're all here to do. I don't like that because... Because it scares vision, us, right? You no, know, because we, we've already said that our imagination is what tries to pull us away from... But imagine, but imagine if your imagination actually was that, was that which pulled you towards. And we learned that with Rukhda, right? Yeah. Cook says that one of the key elements of tshuva is the refinement of the imagination. Because as much as you have imagination that pulls you away, Rabbi Shlomo said, to believe in God, you really have to have a gewalt imagination. And then you plug that into your, that's my mitzvah, that's my reality. That my imagination, my mindfulness, it's not like I'm filling my mind with Dat per se, with knowledge. It's that I'm filling my mind with imagining how much the world is beautiful and how much I'm a beautiful person that's going to be doing beautiful things this week. Mindfulness, I'm filling my mind with that kind of consciousness. It's Sunday morning. It's another week. For many people, this is going to be a brutal week. Yidin are going to be getting kicked out of their homes this week. If not, it didn't even happen last night, but 43 families. There's a lot of heavy stuff going on in the world. There's a lot of people with a lot of turns. There's a lot of stuff that we have to go through. Like, so let's, let's fill this week with what we call you know, holy imagination. Like We're not there yet, yes. We have to imagine that all the beauty that this week has to offer. Uh, you see, we just imagined how beautiful the world is. And Mr. Beauty walks in himself. Baruch. Do we have an extra page here? Any, do you have two? Okay. Okay. So let's go. We're on Ot Bet right now. Look where he takes us today. I think this is... Let's really plug in deep. Remember, there's no video camera, so no one's watching you. Share your heart. Don't worry, okay? Ot Bet. We, just to recap last week, we began by saying that what we have to work on is to make sure how can we make those thoughts, which are Gevalt thoughts, which are Kedusha Dik thoughts, last longer. Simply, last longer. Like Itamar, you, you, you were saying for a while, like how do we take this, these vibes, these moments, and, and, and stretch them out into the day? So we were saying that there is this concept, and we said this like a year ago, there is a concept that Yiddishkeit's been thriving on for many years, it's called kola, in yeshivas, like that actually does exist. So there is an Indian that, you know, I don't know, we're not, we're not there right now, that we're not committing right now to, to that even if we started a kola tomorrow, then, unless it involved you know, two trips a day to Kevin Rochel, I don't even know if you'd sign up for like every single day till, 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 till 1 p.m., right? But we could figure out a way here how to stretch the thoughts on a, on a, on a talkless level. So what's one of the things we keep on speaking about, Hershey, in terms of how do we stretch those thoughts? The checking in. The checking in. The hourly, the two-hour, checking in with yourself. Where am I at? Where have my thoughts gone? Where has my imagination gone? So that you don't end up, again, having to start over the whole thing Monday morning when you're putting on film. You have something to, to piggyback off, meaning you have something from yesterday that you're building on. Most of us are, we get to Shabbos, we're like, okay, made it. Instead of the seven, six days of the week being a binyan, 
Every day you're growing something more. You're putting another brick into your wall of imagination, of the machshava, of the consciousness, of the mindfulness. So here he's going to exp- go further with this concept. Look what he says. Vehine lefiya emes. In truth, avodas machshava tzricha latchil milamata lemala. The work, this conscious work of working on your thoughts, should begin from below to above. What do you think he means by that? What do you mean to think that it should start from below and go up? Give me a heart to your. Just like we discussed before. Heart to your brain? Yeah. We get the concept of going down. You get your mind right, then you get your heart right. Wait, it's your heart back to your mind. Tom, what'd you have for breakfast? Itamar, what'd you guys have for breakfast? Okay, so that, that's like. It's amazing. Like, what you just said is like the end game. What you guys just described is like, there's no need to really learn anything else besides what was just said right now in this room. So forget for a second about what they just said. Okay, forget about it, because if, if we just go there, um, it's going to be a crazy world to go back into after Shia, which it usually is anyway, but I'm saying even now, much more so. What do you think it means from, from, from a lower level to a higher level? As a builder, I, I think of it as you need the, a solid foundation before you can even begin to build yourself up. Translate that into Tachlis. So what does that mean, a solid foundation, in terms of the work, uh, working on your thoughts? Maybe where you, what you surround, who you surround yourself with, yeah, where you go, go in the day and uh, throughout your life. So before you're, you're saying, before you even try to worry about stretching, about making sure your mind and your consciousness is in a pure place, just take a, take a check for a second and say, who am, I, who am I surrounded, who am I socializing with, who am I associating myself with, where are my fingers leading me to every single day, meaning what buttons am I clicking on the mouse, what's appearing in front of me, so something that's like surrounding me. Okay, what else? Plan. Sorry? Plan. I mean a plan. Like, like Lemaisa? What does that mean? Lemaisa means, I mean, I think that's the most Maisa thing in the world, is because, like, I mean, the thing that topples us, probably, or topples me, I should speak, you know, so much is that when I'm not where I want to be, but if you have a plan, you understand that you're part of a process, then, you know, like having a blueprint to go back on, be like, oh yeah, well, I, I want to build a house, but and I'm looking, I see, like, all I have is a bunch of, you know, homoegele, like, raw materials. Then you say, okay, but I'm going to put this one on top of this, and then, and then I don't have a house yet, but I have the I have the foundation for it. And I'm on my way. So what's the foundation? So again, th- those are all. It's correct what you're saying. I want it for, to bring it down to our level of saying, what does that mean, Tachlis? If you said this is how I'm going to attack the purification of my thoughts and the attempt to lengthen my pure thoughts, what does that mean? What's the plan? Plan is is that okay? Take the example of pure thoughts. I don't know if that's where I would go there, but specifically. But it'd be like if yesterday I was able to uh, you know make it through lunch without getting angry, without getting mm-hmm. angry at my situation. And then t- tomorrow, then I want to do it until one p.m. Lunch was at twelve, and I want to do it till one p.m. And like the idea of acknowledging that there's a process while also having it built in. That's what Yisrael, I think you were saying this right the other day. Yeah, you start small. You start small. You start, right. The plan is that I'm not trying to conquer the whole country right now. I'm starting small. If I can get through, you know, one, you said a lunch, whatever, it, whatever, whatever that time frame is, if I can get through one 
you know, one episode in life, one scene in life where I usually, I usually am shackled and bombarded and frozen but, and, and become disgusted by the way I start thinking and I get, it through, I get through there, keep on just mastering that in, before you're trying to conquer it, it all. Yaniv said something a little bit differently, but it's also, I think, very kashur. Remember you, what you said on last week on Tuesday? You said, let I think you let said, go. let go and let God, meaning yeah. you go through a situation that in the past you <coughs> saw yourself getting so angry or whatever it is, and now you're saying, well, this avod of the machshava is, at that moment, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to become angry, but when I look back and I say, this is what happened, I say, I trust the Rebbe Shalom, he sees my heart, does not want to be in this place, I'm going to let him fix that one. Because if I get fixated on trying to fix every moment that I lose my chill, or I lose my purity of my consciousness, I'll just be buried in trying to fix whatever happened a second ago instead of living right now, living, living, living in the moment. Very, you know, Lahavdil, Bob Marley has Imamish lyrics that are... Yeah, anyone know the song Concrete Jungle? Have you heard of this song? Tom, you know this song? Yeah. No chains around my feet, but I'm not free. I look up and I'm bound here in captivity. He, he basically describes that it's him, it's him that's, that's, that's really shackled himself up. It's not, we like to kvetch and say, life has done this to us, friends have done this to us, society has done this to us, oppressors. But really it's, and a certain, sometimes it really is just, just us. And by the way, Lahavdil, I just take the liberty of quoting him sometimes. I went, when I was in Woodmere last time, my Rebbe quoted Paul Simon three times in the same shir. So, Lahavdil, I'm not putting him on the same level. Paul is a Ben Yisrael, as far as I know. <laughs> but you never know. What do we know? Okay? Bob's almost a Ger. Bob's almost a <laughs> that, That's on your base, Dean of Ger, it's not mine. Okay. Again, ve'hein elifia emes, according to truth, avodas ha-machshavat tzricha la'atchin milamata lemala. Now he's going to explain what that means, from beneath to below, from beneath to, to above. Mitchila yitar gufa. What does that mean? In the beginning, purify your body. Ve'az machshavto mimeila titaher ve'titchazek. And then, mimeila, what's going to happen, is that once you purify your body, what, what's a, what's a natural... So... I was going to ask you guys, what do you think he's talking about? He's saying, first purify the body, then what a result of purification of the physicality will lead to a purification of the thought process. So what do you think he means by Taras Aguf? I think it means what Dov was saying. What are you saying about what you're surrounded by? Yeah. I, I know that uh, Tzitzit for me, which right. you put on your goof, it, it, you, if you're always wearing them, it's a real, it's a great way to kind of check yourself, especially if they're out. I'm not going to run around with my tzitzit out and go into a... Remember the story in the Gemara, Rabbi Lezer ben Derdai? Yeah. Isn't the story? Yeah, the Gemara says he saw every single prostitute in the world, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> it's a pretty crazy. You know, this crazy, all the, all the Rabbeim speak about him about in Elul. You never heard of this story, Rabbi Lezer ben Derdai? Y'all see, come on. <laughs> yes, come on, you, 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 you hold the game. I don't know no, this no. one. Just for sure. I didn't mean it. But that's all right. But that's okay because we're here in the end. We're here in the end. Of course we know this story. It's all in my sleep. Of course you know. Well, how do I can see why it's into him. Going all in Hobble like that. Of course I know it, Gus. 
That's okay. <laughs> We're here to be real. Just take these masks right off. Yeah. That's over here. This is this is folks. We're express some vulnerability. Oh. Oh man, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry I'm not, I'm, but I'm not, yeah. Okay, because I'm to die. So, every single prostitute in every mountain and valley, I think that Mara says everywhere, right? And then he heard about one that was like, like out of this. The bottom line is, is that is that what ended, he saw, you know, it's not for now, but, but, but I'm saying, there are reminders, there are reminders. And what Dove said is that when you do physically surround yourself with a reminder, like, like Tzitzis, for instance, right? So it's true, you're not going to go and run to do something when, you know, and that's one of the reasons why he says, Ur that you see the Tzitzis and you do remember something. Huge. I, I didn't tell you this. I was once in the village. I saw the weirdest thing I ever saw in my life. Weirdest. I was there with my friend, with my brother's brother-in-law, Gershon. You know Gershon Braun, the drummer again? Right? <coughs> we were just, I think I had a gig in the area. We were driving through. I can't remember exactly. And we saw four Hasidim come out of some kind of a bar. But because they didn't want to cause a chil Hashem, they took off their keepers. But they're still wearing... They're wearing white shirt, black pants, and the vests, and, and pants and a beard, but the, the keep, you know, the kiva would be a chil Hashem. So you could even think, you could delusional, you could trick yourself, like we're laughing at that kind of story. We do those kind of things all the time, on a certain level, all the time, inside. That so what he really means is surrounding yourself. Tahara yeah. Right Tahara Saguf here obviously also means mikvah, but it really does mean, you know, you're just you're physically. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you hanging? Who, who are you with? What's what's influencing you? So he would say, ideally, Alder Chaemes. He says that's really how you should start. That you start there. Don't worry if it's about purifying your thoughts. <clears throat> worry about what's injecting, what's coming into your thoughts. Can right? I Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure, of course, of course. And not like when you start working on this, you start going right away to the thoughts. Right? You forget about yourself, forget about your body, forget about your life. You're just going right away to the mind. Let's see if I can purify my mind. He says, that's not the way that you work and build yourself up. Aval, now he's going to come talk to you and I today, even though he's writing this 80 years ago. Aval, Badirot, Badirot HaRishonim, in the first generation, Shekevan, Sheitchilu, Ba'avodas, V'taras, Aguf, Gamrua, V'tiarua. In the earlier generations, they also, they, this is how they began the work. What would they do? They would truly, truly subdue all physical desires. They purified themselves. And they, and they literally like, finished the job. Like they, you know, they went there. They went to that place of physical substances, whatever they were, and they conquered that area fully. 
And then what happens is, they came to the place of working and developing the machshava, the mindfulness. How? From a place, from a body that was already, they reached a place that the body was kafuf, was, how would you say kafuf? Was, um, subservient to the, to, 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 to the, to, to Kedusha. So when your body is fully subservient to Kedusha, is it such a big deal, such a hard thing to keep your thoughts in check? Not as much. If that's where you're coming from, when the body is fully in, in, in unison with Kedusha, and that's like, that my body naturally, like I look at the way I wake up in the morning, and it's not even a struggle to say, do I want to go to shul or not? That's what I'm, that's what I'm doing already. And when I'm in shul, I don't have to think for one second of, am I going to look at my phone during davening? It's not something that's part of the program. I'm, I'm already in, I'm in another place <coughs> physically, right? I just can't do certain things. I just can't do these things. So he's saying, when a person, that's, how, that's what the tzaddikim used to do. Like, that's how they really started working on themselves in the beginning. So that was what once was. That really it should have started with what? I checked to see physically where I am at every given moment. This was the superior path. This was the best way, okay, of, of, of firming something solid. Loken ata, he says. It's not now. Let me see, I underlined it. Loken ata badoshel ikvesa It is not so the same today in today's generation, the generations of the foothills of Mashiach. Now, I always get a little freaked out when I read these words because when is he writing these words? And he's saying, pre-World War II, and he's saying the words, not like now, because what's now? Now is Ikvisa the Mashiach. We're in a different generation now. If he's saying this pre-1939, amazing. So today is like even like... Today is funny. Like I told the woman here on Thursday, you know, Rav Cook speaks about also, Ikvisa the Mashiach. When's Rav Cook? Rav Cook dies in 1935, right? That heel, we said it on Shabbos Agado, that heel of Mashiach must be a really long heel. Because there's been a long ikvisa de Mashiach taking place, right? Anyway, but this is what the PSF, the Rebbe writes, not true today in the generation of ikvisa de Mashiach. Why? Dor namuch. We're in a low generation. Dor shel ikvim, generation of heels. Now what do you think he means by, by low generation? You think you and I are low? What, is he, what do you think he means when he says we're in a low generation? We are in the sense that if you, if you look at it in terms of how many Jews have, we've lost to assimilation there or who aren't plugged in at all. 82% now in It's crazy. 82%. Let's, okay, let's talk, about the eight, let's talk about the 18%. Then. That's crazy. Let's talk about the 18%. Wow. What does that mean we're adoring a mukh? So, so far removed from. That, that generation, I'm just looking at those looking, living in Kutzlans, they're so far removed from... We're in the rabbis. Yeah, Kushat, Malchut Yisrael. Yeah, Ma- Malchut Yisrael. So far away. As far as it possibly can be. I mean, they know it exists. In some <coughs> but it's, it's removed. It's very, yeah, very removed. Anyone else have any, anyone want to give any other parish? What does it mean, Dor Namuch? Low. He's so close to high. I mean, look at it. You have a circle. You're here, and this is left. We missed him by. 
You know, it is so close to high that you could look at it, it's deep. And deep doesn't have <laughs> deep, to be flat. Right. Deep can be right. the ability. I mean, I'm not saying we're high. Right. That deep can be the ability to rise up. And it's just this. Could be. I, w I would love to buy that parish. Because that, that makes me feel a little bit more optimistic. Yeah. Keep telling you it was so Sorry? The darkest hours. Yeah, darkest before the dawn. So look what he says about this. What, what, how do we resemble? What's one of the ways that uh, the, lowest, the, low, the low level of this door is exemplified? The weakness of the body causes a lot of which a lot of people would like to see that. In modern day Hebrew, that means the removal of government. But means the missing of the control, the governing. We're not able to govern over our bodies the way we used to because we're not as strong. This generation is a weak, physically, is a very weak generation. She it's a combination of not strong and also the, the, the evil forces are also strong. Always. The man can actually govern over himself and over his body. So in a certain level, what he's saying over here is that it used to be, like just the, by the nature of the generation, people were physically stronger. Also, like mindset-wise, they were stronger. How were they stronger? Because they were physically able to govern over themselves in a stronger manner. You know, the Alter Rebbe in Tanya says... That it used to be that for every time there was a spilling of seed, you'd have to do pay dalet taniyot, which means 84 fasts to atone for each one. He says, well, we're kind of weak these days, and that problem hasn't really gotten more simple, so make sure you're very makbir on staka. So all the babajas are like, when they come to that part in Tanya, they're like, whoa, thank God, you know. But... He, he, he talks a lot, often about the chulsha of the... Also, this door, we're a weaker generation. We're weaker. We're not as strong. We think, we look at pictures from 80 years ago, 100 years ago, and we look at ourselves, and we, and we under the illusion, I don't know, I, think it's, I don't think it's just me, but I look at it quite often, and I, I'm like, look at, look at who, who we are today. Look how much stronger, more developed we are today. And it's not true. It's an illusion. The body was much stronger in previous generations. And when the body is stronger, we spoke about this the other day, about becoming weak. When you get weak, you suddenly let yourself fall into all different areas that also just bring a lot more weakness. It's like uh, Rabbi Nachman's the simple, the simple and the sophisticated one. How the sophisticated guy thinks he's like so cool, like living in Warsaw, and he's so like on top of his game, but he can't really enjoy anything. He's really so weak, and, and he's truly so weak. But the shoemaker, who's just a pushed guy, He's actually got it. Yeah. He's actually the strong one, and he's the one that can really enjoy, knows how to enjoy life. It's almost like yeah. we have so much technology yeah. in front of us. Yeah. That, that analogy is so chef to, the, to the, our concept and definition of strength, of koach, today. So he's saying, today, and when a person now starts this work on, on his body, to refine it, and to make it holy, we see people are having a much harder time in becoming physically 
stronger in terms of being able to govern over your body. Like when you, how many people have started any form of diet 25 times a year? Or different commitments we take upon ourselves physically. How is it that we're, we have to, we rarely, rarely do we stick to what we've chosen, how we've chosen to govern over our bodies. He's saying back in the day when a guy came to a decision that this is what he wants to do physically, more times than none, he'd stick to it. Why? He had the koach to do it. He wasn't weak. There was a strength, innate strength taking place. We're in a much, so when, maybe Baruch, I'm sure that on a certain level, yes, we're a deeper door, maybe perhaps, but on a, on a tachlis level of door namuch, this is what he's referring to. And remember, what is he, how did he begin this whole paragraph saying? Truthfully, when you want to work on the purification of the thoughts, you should really start with what? Governing your body. But he's addressing the issue. He's saying, we know what, it's, what the problem is. Governing our body is one of the hardest things for our generation to do. But like I find whenever I go on a diet and I try to watch certain things, it actually helps me with my whole... My whole of what is Hashem. That's what he's saying. Yeah, because it really works. Because you're trying to eat healthy. You're trying, like, it just, you have the self-control. That's so exactly what he's saying. Yeah. Really, like, it's, yeah. That's what he's saying. It's like, tra- it almost like saying, it's translates. So hard. It's like so... Just from doing it and trying to eat healthier, it just translates into self-control. Lo she'aguf yitaher u'mikol she'ken ha'machshava she'lo naga ולא ניסה לזכותה ולחוזקה, שנשארת בנמיכותה חושכה מעושה ומפולגת. And what ends up happening is that because we're so physically weak, so we think we can just go to the machshava, the machshava is going to become purified and refined on its own. It'll stay, it'll stay in such a demeaning, repelling and repulsive state of, literally we say, state of mind, right? That's how we refer to things. It's a repel, it's oh, what a horrible state of mind. Yeah, the state of mind, when the body is not refined, it's very hard for it to become refined as well. And therefore he says, And therefore, on a level of getting our acts together, where does the avoda begin? He's saying when he's talking to our generation 80 years ago, don't try to first conquer the body, he's saying. You'll get stuck there. It's an avoda that needs to be done. You'll learn of cook. Talks about juva gufanit. It's part of the program. So he's saying that's really where you should start, but we can't. We can't. He's saying days. ideally we should start there. Right. Yes. He's saying ideally we should start there. And Rav Cook brings up the concept of juva gufanit in the second or third chapter. Is anosa juva when he begins. And Rav Cook's writing the twenty years before this is written. However, he's looking at matzah v'klali. So and he's saying if we try to go that area. Because of the weakness of our generation, it might not last. He's saying, ideally, that's how it should last. But what? Who's going to get out of that place? So he's saying, therefore, it needs to start there. And this is why we've called our Chabura, Bnei Machshava Tov. Remember, Bnei Machshava Tov was the name of a book. It was the name of a, it was a, it was a, it was a name of a chevra. It was the name of a shul. It was the name of a, of a congregation. Not a shul. It was the name of a... Of, of a club. Of a club. He's saying, this is why we're calling ourselves Bnei Machshava Tova. Kishma Kenhi, as its name is it. Lechazek, to strengthen. Ulegalot, and this word is so perfect. And to reveal Machshava Tova Bano. 
good thoughts that are in ourselves, about ourselves, our imagination. Lishachlela, to develop it, to develop good thoughts that we have about ourselves. Ulehar chiva, and to widen it. Shelotehe daka min hadaka. So it shouldn't be these thin slivers of momentary moments of positive thinking about ourselves. <clears throat> like a little um, sparkle <clears throat> that the fire in it diminishes and it gets distinguished the second you take it out of the coals, right? But refined and strong add until that that little good thought that we have about ourselves we're going to develop it. We're going to lengthen it, strengthen it, and reveal it to ourselves until that conquers the body. The opposite. Do you understand what he did here? He's saying the way it usually is, is that strong bodies will be able to influence a strong mind. Here he's saying if we're going to be stuck on trying to work on the strong the body, we might not get to the place of ever coming to a place of working on our mind. However, if you do develop the positive mindfulness that you have on yourself, right? He's saying eventually, what will we, what will we hopefully end up doing? It'll It will make the body subservient, the positive thinking. <clears throat> And all of man's senses will become bitl, mevutal, beneath what? The positive thinking. What does that mean? That if I have a positive thought about myself, that I come to the consciousness that I'm a ben melech, and then I'm surrounded by people that want to become consciously bnei melachim, and then I have a moment of a taiva, of a yetzer hara, I'll realize my hand physically, or my eyes physically, just can't go there. Because my mind has conquered the senses. You guys buy that? You think that's possible? It sounds like in, in Dove's, uh, Dove's example, it's like starting with the roof. Yeah. You know, like just hang it, free hang it, and then start building no everything underneath it. It seems kind of difficult. Yeah. But the other way is an illusion where we think that if we build it like that, the blueprints of starting with the, with the foundation, Right? So he's saying over there, it's true. Ideally, it's true. The Bedievet the, the situation is where we're at now, where you're starting up here. It's Bedievet. It's not Lechatchila. He's not speaking to Lechatchila world. Look, even though he's not writing yet, I don't think he's writing yet in the ghetto, <laughs> the world didn't look that beautiful in 1935 either. Okay, The world wasn't bl- blossoming. And, you know, we always talk about World War II because of our personal connection to it. Do you know what World War I was like? in terms of humanity, bloodshed, World War One. So the world already looked disgusting. And the chulshah, the natural weakness that man probably was sinking into already then was very, very, very depressing. So it's true that it seems very hard. But what he's describing to us something is going usually away against the way we naturally think. Yossi, this is, is this hard for you? Because... I know how much you love the, the other shita of, of saying tshuva, yeah, you want to you wanna go there, get on the court. He's saying here, maybe I'll end up choosing to get to the court by mekadashing my mind first. 
think they go hand in hand. So which came first, chicken or the egg? He's saying clearly that, 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 that the mind. The bottom line is No, that, he's saying what came first, ideally, is the, is the other way. Right. I have a heart method. Right. But uh, at the end of the day, you're nothing without a, a good mind. Right. I don't care how right. Arnold Schwarzenegger would, like, if you're thrown on a brain, you have nothing. Right. So... So so what he's saying is that that's, so that's the egg. The, the chicken is your, but you you gotta have your body has to be in the right place. You have to respect your body in order to really access the yeah. the depth of your mind. But he's saying we, it's almost like he's saying we have too many distractions right now. There's too much taiva. Right. And he's saying we, this we before Facebook. He's saying this before we're walking around with computers in our hands. He's like you'll never get to the body right. because we have too many distractions. Yeah. You gotta focus, focus, the mind. focus the mind and then easier. your body will come no, out of like, that. No, That's even for our door, it seems like it's easier to tell people to diet than to say go and be ruchnius and go talk to Hashem. It's easier. We're talking about long lasting. Might be easier to take upon yourself a diet and feel like you're walking in the right direction, mm-hmm. but diets rarely, rarely last. Yeah, so you're, I think you're specific, rarely talking about what's going to last. And like, her approach on diets is exactly the opposite. She always starts with the relationship with food, and she doesn't start with how to build a plate. You know, she, and she talks about machshava. So there's something definitely there, and it's definitely a more successful approach. Right, it's easier to do that. It's true, but lasting, no. And we're here to make these. We're here to make the Kedusha last and not have to, you know, build, break, build, break, break. Reb Shlomo said Mashiach is going to come on a day when people wake up in the morning and they're not going to feel by night that they have to rebuild themselves again. Like that's a messianic concept. What does Rav Cook say? Meaning what comes for Adam and Right, Rav Cook, it's not, it's not a matter of first. Three types of tshuva, right. goofy, tshuva, and TV, yeah. He's saying the intellectual, look at that. So he's saying that he brings up the physical tshuva as part of the initial components. Right? I, I, again, if, if you came to the PSS and say, well, so should I exercise? Or should I school? Of course you should exercise. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. But chavra coming together, we're not going jogging. Remember, he's speaking about what, why are we coming together? Right? We could, but that's not why we're, co- we're not coming together to jog. We're, we're coming together to give strength to the mindfulness and the power of our imagination uh, invoking positive thinking about ourselves and about our lives strong, to last. A strong mind can also heal a body. Like, we, we personally know people, we all probably personally know people who have, God forbid, had cancer and, and when they were, you know, Michael Wax. Just yeah, think about it. Yeah, that's true. You know, he cured himself with his mind. He I did. Mean, really. Positive attitude, uh, attitude, and and good faith, and like forget about that. A uh, Lance Armstrong with testicular cancer. The guy didn't win uh, uh, one race until he actually had cancer, and then he won the, the Tour de France like four times in a row. Yeah, but Huh? Whatever it is. <laughs> 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 I mean, that doesn't fit with the example. <laughs> but it's a so strong mind. First example is better anyways, but you guys are right. still, no, still but, but the bottom line is, so so I don't know how that plays into the first part of, of, of what we said here, but, but the point is a, a strong mind will, can, can get your body to that place. It does. Absolutely. Okay, well, let's, let's finish this paragraph. He titra'e timshol ba'adam. This strong mind will be sh- shown and it will, it will, it will govern man. Ki kol ish mitkadesh kol gufo p 
Pitom Berosh Hashanah Bitkias Beyom Kippur? He's saying, does it does do you like does man suddenly out of nowhere completely sanctify his body on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which then allows him to have positive thoughts on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? No, it's not a it's not a fully. There's something happens to the mind that makes you in that zone. It's not that you like you've worked on yourself so long and suddenly you have the sanctification of the mind because you worked so hard on your body. We see that even when the body is not become sanctified, the strong mindfulness can come and sanctify the body. So look what he says here. He's asking, he's asking us. Why should we desert the power of the mind? Lishon, to be sleeping, and to rot what does the word atzlut mean? in its laziness in its laziness in our midst why would we let the power of machshava be something that is shlufing and rots in our midst when we see like an example of moments like Roshani Yom Kippur when the sanctity of the mind and the imagination of standing before Hashem is able to conquer 25 hours of sitting in a shul and the body becomes sanctified, that's not because you worked on yourself for 20 weeks or 3 weeks or 3 days before Yom Kippur preparing yourself for that moment. He's saying that something happens on Yom Kippur that the power of the mind is so strong that the body is subservient to the mind for those 24 hours. So he's saying, why do we let the other 364 days of the year, why do we let the power of mindfulness rot and shluff in our midst when it can be developed in such a beautiful and fine manner? We see its power. How could we let it rot? So this is, again, this is the point of why, not just the point of why we're getting together, he's saying, it's the point of why we named our chavra this, and what we could achieve if we just work hard on focusing very strongly and committedly how to strengthen our minds and our power of imagination. And we'll continue to see how, not just why it's important, proofs that it's possible and how to do this. Shekoch.